0: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode's going to be Gunsmoke, original air dates February 3rd, 1957, and the title is Cold Fire.
1: Around Dodge City and in the Territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America
2: you know facts are facts chester there's nothing we can do to change them yes sir i know ah good evening miss gross oh
3: Marshall. chester here ma'am you fetched marvin his supper did you
4: oh yes Land's sakes the hours the bank makes that poor boy work the caution He wouldn't hardly ever get no warm food if i didn't pack it down to him how have you
2: been Marshall? oh fine miss gross just fine that's
4: good well, you know, you gents have got things to do. Mighty nice to pass the word
2: with you. Good night, ma'am. Good night.
3: There's a dog on Shame. She's a fine woman.
2: Yeah. It's just gonna break her heart. I don't like this any better than you do,
3: yeah, But it just don't make sense. Why, Marvin Martin Gross is as likable a young fellow you'd
2: ever meet. Quiet, pleasant, spoken. You never know. Uh, wait outside here, will you? I want to talk to him alone. All right, sir. Okay. I'm sorry, the bank's closed. Oh, Marshal Dillon. Evening, Marvin. You, uh, working late again? It's sort of getting to be a habit. Mom just brought my supper. like some coffee, Marshal? No, thanks. I don't really mind working late now and then. The other teller's married and got a family, and I got nothing to do with myself evenings anyhow. You, uh, you won't mind if I go ahead and eat, Marvin? No, no, no. Go ahead, Marvin.
3: You wouldn't figure there'd be much book work in a bank like
2: this? down the size of Dodge, but the doggone sure is. Well, oh, there's a lot of business done around here. I guess it's all going to be kept straight, huh? Yeah, that's it, all right. Yeah. But it sure takes time and paperwork. Oh, by golly. Mom fixed me chicken and dumplings tonight. Sure you won't have some? No, no, thanks. Now, Marvin, Mr. Bodkin was listen to see me today. No. Well, I can say one thing about him. He's a fine man to work for. Well, he was explaining the system you use here with your gold reserve, how you keep the gold in the vault and issue banknotes against it. Mm. Yeah, it's the same system most of the banks out here use. Well, he tells me that ordinarily the golds only check once a year when the bank examiner comes through. That's right. It um, just gathers dust the rest of the time. Uh-huh. Well, yesterday, Mr. Bodkin took a notion to check it himself, Marvin. There's $20,000. What? He says that you're the only man at the bank who had any chance to take it. No, Marshal. There must be some mistake. Well, I said the same thing, but Mr. Bodkin was pretty convincing. I got a warrant here, Marvin. You're under arrest for grand larceny. No! It's all wrong, no! Don't be a fool, Marvin. I'm not going to jail. Here, give me that gun. Drop it! Drop it!
3: Yeah. are you all right, Mister Dillon?
2: Yeah, I'm all right, Chester. But go find Doc and get him over here fast. Uh-huh.
3: Be in mighty bad shape, Mr. Dillon. Doc's been in there for near half hour. Well,
2: I guess a bank office isn't the best operating room in the world. Marshall, when he grabbed that gun out of the door, was he trying to shoot you or himself? I don't know, Mr. Votkin. I'm not sure that he knew. He was caught off guard, and he, well, he acted without even stopping to think.
3: You think somebody ought to go tell his mother, Mr.
2: Dillon? Now, Doc said to wait. He's got a tough job to do, and he figures that Miss Gross being here to just make it harder.
3: And she's a fine woman. Waits on that boy hand and foot. This
2: is going to be a terrible shot to her. Yeah. For her sake, I hated to bring charges against Marvin. But there just wasn't any choice. Mister Bodkin, is there any chance at all that, uh, Well, somebody else could have taken the gold out of the vault. We went over all that when I signed the warrant. Yeah, right? I know we did. The Bullion safe is inside the vault. The other teller, Oscar Greeley, has access to the vault, but only Marvin and myself have the combination of the safe. I wish there were some other explanation, but there just isn't. I guess not. This thing is just as unbelievable to me as it is to you, Marshal. My boy's been with the bank nearly two years now. I thought I knew him, trusted him completely. Well, anybody would
3: have, Mr. Botkin. Quiet fellow like him, not gambling or hanging around the saloon, just living at home with his ma. Well,
2: gentlemen, job's done. Oh, good. Good. How so can I talk about? I said the job's done. I got the bullet out. The boys did, though. Dead? We didn't have a chance. No. Uh, did you say anything, Doc. Not a word. Maybe. didn't even come to. Mm-hmm. All right, Chester, let's get to work. Well, it appears to me the job's over, Mr. There's $20,000 worth of gold still missing. And even worse, somebody's got to tell his mother. Mm-hmm. He was shot with his own gun. It happened oh, about an hour ago in the bank. And oh no. Here, grab her, Justin. A... Yeah, Oh, easy, man.
3: There now. Oh. You you just lean back a minute and catch your breath. Live. <laughs> well, you, you say right there now. I'll go get you a dipper of water.
4: Oh, it was less than two hours ago. I took him his supper. Chicken it was.
2: Flour dumplings. I told him to come right home. to did I'm sorry, ma'am. Here you are, Miss Gross.
3: You can just drink this now. It'll help to you settle yourself. Yes. All right. Could you
4: do some more? No. No, I'm much obliged to you. I'm
2: mighty sorry to have to bring in the nose, Miss Gross, but... Well, what's done is done, and, uh, well, turning away from it won't change anything.
4: You said Marvin was shot, resisting arrest.
2: Yes, ma'am.
4: Arrest for what? What had he done? Well, they...
2: That's the second thing I hate telling you.
4: Well, my son never committed a crime in his life, Marvin. I'm afraid
2: he did and It's gross. There's $20,000 in gold missing from the bank vault. Marvin's the only one who could have taken it.
4: Oh, it's a lie.
2: Well, if it were, there'd have been no reason for Marvin trying to resist arrest. With... Well,
4: I've always known everything he thought or done. He, he told me everything. I didn't know him if he'd done anything like that.
2: Well, maybe this was the one thing he didn't tell you.
4: Did he say he'd done it?
2: No, ma'am.
4: Did you catch him with it? Did anybody see him take it?
2: No, ma'am, nobody saw him. Now, we haven't found the gold, but
4: Then I say it again. It's a lie.
2: Look, Miss Grills, I hate to do this, but we're going to have to search your house. He's bound to have hidden it somewhere.
4: All right, Marshal, search it. Tear out the walls and dig up the floor if you want. But you won't find nothing because there's nothing to find. I know my son. I know my son.
2: Yes, ma'am. All right, Chester, let's get at it.
3: evening for this time of year, Mr. Jones. Yeah, it sure is. going will be a early spring. I seen a whole parcel of metal arts this morning out south of town. Oh, they
2: probably wintered here.
3: Oh, sure. there's two doggone many of them, too. oh Here comes Miss Gross. Let's go across the street. You
2: can't dodge
3: trouble by running from it, sister. Well, I know, but the way she feels about things. Marshal. no doggone she's sauce.
2: Good evening, Miss Cross.
4: Oh, I'm glad I run into you, Marshal. I was aiming to come by your office. Oh. You found out yet who robbed the bank?
2: Uh, no, ma'am.
4: You found the money yet?
2: No, not yet.
4: Two weeks now. My son laying out there on Boot Hill, branded criminal, but not one bit of proof to back it up.
2: Well, I've followed up every possibility I could think of, ma'am, but uh, well, every single one of them has come to nothing. But
4: you keep trying.
2: Sure, I will. I'll
4: keep trying. Well, I reckon I knowed you would. It, it ain't you I blame, Marshal. You only done your duty. You got an honest reputation.
2: Thank you, ma'am.
4: But I'll never forgive Mr. Botkin, never in this life. He knowed my boy. He knowed he wasn't that kind. But he went ahead and swore to that warrant. He caused Marvin's death just like he pulled that trigger himself. Now, Miss Gross does no, not... I, I ain't going to talk about it no more. I already talked myself out and cried myself out. I'm on my way to the depot, Marshal. I was coming around to tell you goodbye. I'm leaving on the 11 o'clock train. Oh, you are... I'm going back east to my kinfolk for a while. But I'll be back in a few months. Right now... There are just too many things in this town to remind me of my boy.
2: Yes. Sir. Well, I, uh... I wish you a good trip, Miss Cross.
4: Marshal, I want my boy's name cleared, and I'll never rest till it's done. I know that. It will be. You'll see.
2: Well, I hope you're right. And, uh, you take good care of yourself, huh? Oh,
4: I will. Goodbye, Marshal. Chester.
2: Goodbye. bye ma'am.
3: My, she just won't give up, will
2: she? Now, she's his mother, Chester.
3: And even closer than most. Well Marvin wouldn't hardly take a breath without her say so. Yeah, I know.
2: Well Hey, um uh, How'd you like to have a drink, huh? Well, I'm <laughs> I'm i buying, come on. Well sure, I thank you.
3: You know, she'll feel better once she gets shut of dog, isn't she? Back there with her own kin...
2: Ah, uh, sure she will.
3: Mm. This girl's a fine old lady. It's just too bad. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Quite a crowd the long bench tonight. Over here, Matt. Come on over here and join in. And there's Doc, Mr. Butt. Can you... You want to join him with you? Yeah, Joe? might as well.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, would you pardon me, please? Hello,
3: Matt. Hello, <laughs> Matt.
2: Good to see you.
4: Hello, Kitty.
2: Can I get you something? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, you can. The usual, if you don't mind. <laughs> the, the same for me, Miss Kitty. We'll be over at the table last Doc.
4: All right, fine.
3: I'll join you. Good. Uh, pull up the chair, Matt and Chester.
2: Join us, solid, respectable citizens for a change. Well, there's some who would agree with you, Doc. How are you, Mr. Uh, bye, Fine, Now, buy you a drink. Well, I got one coming, thanks. Oh, uh, I just saw Miss Gross outside. She, uh, tells me she's going back east. Well, I can't say I'm sorry to hear it. For some reason, she seems to blame me for what her son did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, she, uh, just suggested that maybe he would rob the bank yourself. You search my house, Marshal. You surely don't. No, no, of course not. She was just talking out her hurt. She knows there's no sense to it. Well, I hope you don't put any stock in anything, she said. Oh, I don't. The boy was guilty, his whole reaction, going for that gun and all. And, well, it surely was. She just won't accept the fact, that's all.
3: Well, uh, a mother's relation to her son gets to be a funny kind of a thing sometimes. Especially when it's as close as that one was. Yes, I've thought time and again how odd it was that that boy kept to himself so much. She never gave him a chance to get out, ricks, to, to grow. She, she ran his whole life on him, 24 hours a day.
2: Well, he must have found some time, Doc. He thought up that robbery and then carried it out.
3: Well, that's true, but I got a theory about that man. I think he did it to hit back at her, sort of. It was a way to rebel. Oh? Yeah, but Marvin wasn't never one to rebel much. Not against nobody. But he finally did. Oh, where are you going, man?
2: Wait a minute. Maybe he didn't rebel, Doc. What time have you got? Well, let
3: me see here. It's 10.38.
2: According to my goal-watching, sir. 10.38. Chester. Well, well, here. I've I got a drink, order. Later, later. Come on. <laughs>
3: You, Mr. Dillon. Standing there with a mail sack John. Yeah, I'll see Things like this upset me something terrible. I swear to goodness, one of these days, I'm going to turn to dry farming to make a living.
2: Sure you are, Chester, when they figure some way to take the work out of them. Thomas uh, Miss Gross.
3: Oh? Oh.
4: Why, Marshal, that's quite a surprise.
2: Yeah, I imagine it is. What? You know, you nearly got away with it. Another hour or so, and you'd have had it safe out of town.
4: What are you talking about? I
2: got to thinking about Marvin, the kind of boy he was, and how he always did what you told him to. He
4: was a beautiful son, Michael. Sure.
2: And when I talked to the two men who carried your trunk here to the depot, they said they could hardly lift it. What? It's pretty heavy, I guess, with a 100 pounds of gold in the bottom of it.
4: But that's a lie. I
2: just opened that trunk, Miss Grove. Well, you
4: had no right. You... It was Marvin's trunk. I didn't know what was in
2: it. Your things are packed right in with the gold. Things I saw in your house the day I searched it. This you're under arrest. Accessory to grand larceny. Arrest? That's right.
4: That stupid young fool. Getting yourself shot. He could have swore to some story that had cleared me and took all the blame himself. I tell you, I would have been glad to do it for his old man.:
2: He died for you, didn't he? What more do you want?